So, uh, <laughs> Boys is here. Um, yeah. The yeah. Finale quote marks of 2002 for now. This is the where we are having to take a pause in the arc. We're going to have to do a... We caught up to the manga. Yeah, we caught up to the manga, and now there's going to be like a romantic comedy for six or seven episodes. So we're gonna be we're gonna be on the planet Namek that is TNA. The fake planet <laughs> Namek, but fake planet Namek that is TNA. The virtual arc, virtual the virtual arc. world arc. This show is not about six. six. It's about wrestling and boys. yes, wrestle boys. I am Mega Fighter, the co-host. Not the uh, actual head host, but I, I always I'm too myself. quiet. I gotta turn my mic up. Okay, there. <laughs> and now you can probably Woo! hear our actual host, Allie. Woo! I thought we're both and co-hosts. I am rocking. He keeps ah, coming back. We can't get rid of him. <laughs> we can't get rid of him. <laughs> no matter how many times we fire him. Uh, I am the Frankenstein who constantly gets re- hit with the bolt of lightning. <laughs> Mm. Stop it. We got uh we are here at the Kemper Memorial Arena in Kansas City, Missouri. We told you we'd see you with backlash. We told you. And Mega yeah. Fighter uh discovered that Kansas City is not in Kansas. It's so weird. It's <laughs> in Missouri. It. It's in Missouri, and the capital of Kansas is Topeka. It, it is- might be Although it might be on uh, Kansas City, I think might actually sort of creep into Kansas. Are like, they next to each other? Wise. But it's nowhere know. near Kansas. Oh, oh whoops. <laughs> then that then that makes sense really much fans. Arkansas, learned, uh, Arkansas has more in common than Missouri. <laughs> I learned nothing at school. I don't remember my, my fucking state geography. Arkansas, exactly. Arkansas. What do you mean, Arkansas? Explain, America. Explain. Uh, old vines. Yes. Welcome to Backlash, home of the slightly unsettling stage. The fucking stage yes. where it's like they've got these big fake metal hooks. They're just kind of swinging along like fucking back and forth. They look so dumb. They look gaudy. There was also that thing they did back then where, like, it was, like, two monologues from Triple H and Hulk Hogan. Exactly, where he, where Hulk Hogan refers to The Rock, he, that The Rock became a purebred Hulkamaniac, and it's like, uh, Hulk, um... He's Samoan. He's he's Samoan, (laughs) and, and, and African-American, he is not purebred. By any definition, he is of mixed race. And 100% Hulkamania. And 100% Hulkamaniac. Starting uh, off so, this uh, show is Tajiri and Billy Tajiri. Kidman. Well, more importantly, it's Waiting for a Moment by Quench. Yes. We we were not sure what this opening theme song was. It was the most generic, like, post-grunge I've ever heard in my entire life. And we looked it up, and, like, the first thing that comes up for Backlash 2002 theme was Young Girl Old by Creed. And we were like, wait, but that's not Creed. It's not fucking like, yeah. Creed. We could tell. <laughs> and then yeah. we were like, okay, we had to do some more digging. We found the band Quench with their song Waiting for a Moment. So they, we basically figured that they couldn't, they 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 lost the rights to the song. They didn't want to pay Stat Stamp. <laughs> Why won't you pay me? 
<laughs> That's Darius Rucker, excuse you. <laughs> I really want to be with you. <laughs> no. Yeah, we, you could tell it wasn't Creed because Creed has that me. Signa- <laughs> Scott Stapp has that signature grunge yarl. I want them royalties. You're not singing, Scott. You don't have to do that. Shut your fucking head. Yeah, what do you mean? I'm just talking. We're, we're making Alter Bridge. Get the, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> get, get, get in there. Get in there, Josie Scott. Wait, wrong guy. No. Fucking um. Fuck. Ali's just gonna let me sink on this one. So anyway, yeah, we start off with Tadari and Billy Kidman for the cruiserweight title. This was an awesome cruiserweight uh, match. Miles Kennedy. Miles Kennedy. Thank you. Get in it there, makes, Miles Kennedy. It makes me wish that overall in the over the years that WWE would have featured more. And b- besides the. The cruiserweight classic and the and two hundred five and line. the one cruiserweight they typically have, Rey Mysterio. <laughs> the one cruiserweight <laughs> that's allowed, and then like they just constantly they and then they feud with like the same five dudes. But yeah, uh, 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 we, uh, I wonder uh, that actually makes me wonder um, if we keep going like yearly in for Rassel Boys. Are we going to get to the point? About how our uh, friend described where Brock killed the cruiserweight division. Um, actually, the thing with Rassel Boys is at the end of the year we pick a completely different year. Yeah. Uh, okay. We got a we got a bunch of years that we have on the table and yes, companies I, to join. In I never years. understood what he exactly meant by that. I assume there's a point where Brock's going to absolutely dominate and destroy the cruiserweights. I mean, he but... killed, he killed Jeff Hardy later. But this match was fun as shit. I loved like Tajiri versus Billy Kidman. It started out great. They gave him a lot of time, and like Tajiri was going nuts, man. Yeah. Honestly, he this also might yelled have at been... the crowd to shut up. <laughs> this might have been shut if up. not. Uh, 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 this might have been if not for another match, possibly the best match in another. Uh, this 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 is a contender for best match of the whole show, I think. There was a yeah. springboard tarantula spot after like kill it. Kidman breaks out of the tarantula, like fucking Tajiri jumps on the ropes and bounces so he can grab his legs. There was oh, a, and there was a there was a German suplex spider bridge. That I was yeah, playing. yeah, that was awesome. There was the spot where uh, Tajiri and I forgot that he did the like the handspring back elbow, but where. Kidman met him with a with a drop kick to the back. Yeah, he did like oh, yeah. he was gonna do his handspring elbow, and then Kidman just drop kicked him. It was a fucking awesome. There was a like, shitload this... of near falls. Uh, Tajiri wins after misting him during a power bomb with red yeah, mist. The red mist. We will talk one day about the mist, which I think I think I honestly I will wish avoid he talking about the mist. <laughs> I wish he honestly would have used the green mist because the red mist made it harder to see. Yeah, but yeah, but Billy just spit a bunch of blood on him. Well, Billy Kidman didn't want to get cum in his eyes. I have gingivitis. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) 
So, so for those of you who don't know this Here story, <laughs> um, in the Japanese comedy promotion Fighting Opera Hustle, there was a match between the great Muda, Keiji Muda, I believe he was Muda at this point. Yeah, he, he was Muda. Uh, versus the women's wrestler Yangling the Erotic Terrorist. That's a where, name. Yes. <laughs> That's where name. Muda sprayed mist. He, he like held her down and like held her legs open and sprayed mist right into her crotch. Oh no. This is true. And then she eventually like birthed a giant egg <laughs> from which an egg? Like I think <laughs> there was an egg involved. What? Because because then from the egg hatched the the baby wrestler Monster Bono. Which Monster was Bono? Uh, Mo- or Monster Bono. It's Akibono Taro, the sumo wrestler, but now he's a giant baby. Uh, do you do you think that's where maybe Vince got the idea for for Mark Henry and, and the birth of the human hand from No, this was this was years later. Okay. This was like so did they think they stole it from them? Then? What I'm thinking is is that now whenever I think of the green mist, I think so green mist in some way has semen in it. Oh, because no. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense that Yinling was able to produce a baby just from getting misted in the crotch. I see. <laughs> it was correct. Was born from a giant egg. She also was a, also Yinling, the whatever the fuck it is. Apparently, she was accused of having ties to the Yakuza. <laughs> yep. Accused. So so now so now anytime I think of the green mist, I think yeah, some they put some of their semen in it. Well, does that mean they have Which, to wrestle an entire match with cum in their mouth? Yes. Oh, it also means that <laughs> it also means that there was a time where Albert spat in his hand and rubbed cum in people's eyes. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is how we this is how this show goes, people. <laughs> This is Rassel Boys. I don't want to. I don't want. I don't think I want to be here anymore. <laughs> Good, you're fired. It's like a it's just now. That's some crest protect right there. <laughs> so uh, Michael Cole interviews Tajiri, and Tajiri just shouts Japanese at him. Yes, and Mike and Cole just looks awkward. He's like, what? Wait, why did I ask? <laughs> why did I ask? It's a good egg. I got the guy. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Didn't we also have a point of noting that, like, Tori Wilson doesn't really look like a geisha? She looks more just like they she works a at a spa. I call her a geisha or a geisha, and I just said she looks like she works at a spa. <laughs> yeah, just she, having to yeah. break up. Like she's like she's the massage therapist, just like yes. just like Yukiko Amagi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Come to the cherry to the cherry in hot springs. He'll give you a tarantula. <laughs> That'll fix you back. Nothing takes out those wrinkles like a buzzsaw kick to the face. <laughs> god damn. Need to relax. Here's some poison mist. <laughs> so the sauna is just full of like poison mist. Yeah. Oh no. Oh my god. 
<laughs> when I typically think of geisha, I I think of the standard geisha look of like white makeup and like the red lips, and they have like they do this like pursed lip thing with yeah, like like geisha I, I do know is that, a like geishas are like entertainers of some kind. They're sort of like um, aren't they more like escorts than like prostitutes? Kind yeah, of? I think so. Yeah, and geishas are not prostitutes. They're known for they're known for dancing, aren't they? They're mostly like hostesses and shit. Yeah. So, because I think that that um, sex workers in like old school Japan had a different name. Yeah. So, uh, yeah but she does not. Uh, you are actually correct. Yeah, Tai you. But uh, yeah, so Tori Wilson doesn't look so much like a geisha because she isn't. They didn't go the full, like, nine yards with it. No, like I yeah. said, she just looks like she works at a day spa. <laughs> works at a spa. She's like, oh, we got this oil that has verbena in it. It also causes vampires to do spit takes. And <laughs> My God. <laughs> I was not, if you've read Rasselbooking, I was not kidding about the Vampire Diaries thing. I want to watch the Vampire Diaries with you now. Fuck off. <laughs> He's going to make me do it. I'm going to hate me. watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Help me. <laughs> uh, Bradshaw's talking to Farouk. Who's just, he's here. He's just here. This isn't just a Raw or SmackDown pay per view. It's just a pay per view. Yeah, there wasn't brand exclusivity just yet. So, yeah, this was a nice little transition of just like, hey, man, go beat up Scott Hall. Hey, go fuck, go fuck up Scott Hall for me. And then he's like, yeah. And then we cut to Scott Hall. And then we cut uh, to the, with... yeah, it's Scott Hall with Kane. With Kane fighting Bradshaw with they Farouk, who comes in later. This joke. What do you? What joke? That was Kane. And then, and then X Pac just kind of showed up, like halfway after, through the entrance. Yeah, halfway through the entrance. You know what was the funniest thing? That was like only something you and me noticed when Bradshaw came out and they played his theme, and then a minute or two later, because like X Pac was accosting Scott Hall, Farouk came out and the theme played again. <laughs> Yeah, X-Pac was a cosmic badge, so Farouk came out and they played the theme, so we just kept joking about, like, so what's the difference? <laughs> there's, like, a like there's a subtle difference between Bradshaw's and Farouk's themes yes. that we can't hear. His goes, wheeew, and mine goes, wheeew. Yeah, it's like, it was like, his goes, wheeew, and mine goes, wheeew. <laughs> it makes you think that the production crew fucked up, except they didn't, or, or maybe the record skipped. <laughs> But yeah, so this is mostly just kind of a brawl. Um, this match is just punching for like five minutes. Just punching with minimal selling. The thing I kept uh, focusing on was the fact that Hall's trunks said Hall, but the A was really big for some reason. So it was like, it was like yes. Hall. 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 Um, JR refers to this match as being bowling shoe ugly. Bowling shoe ugly. And Jay Lawler talks about how he cat how bowling shoes are back in style. No, they're not. Or something. They're I not. would say bowling shoe ugly is an accurate phrase for this match. Um, yeah. Uh, X Pac sort of just like runs around the <laughs> ring like a like an angry chicken, and like Farouk keeps chasing him, and then Hull blow blows Bradshaw and wins. <laughs> yeah. Now we come to the weirdest segment of the night, at least for me. Who, who, who 
in this match again? Was it was it Scott Hall? It yeah. was Scott Hall. Um, can I quick say that I don't think Hall looks good with black trunks in general, and just with the NWO logo around his trunks. What trunks does it looks he, like what, he's what wearing? Trunks did he wear he, is Razor Ramon. Purple. Oh yeah, he mostly. was. I think he wore purple with like a with gold. I think during his didn't he wear just jeans? Didn't he just wear jeans during like the WCW run of NWO, or did he wear black trunks as well there? And we just um, kind of forgot. Are, did we just like Mandela effect his trunks? Hold on. I think I think. Oh, he, he wore was, he wore black on red for the most part. Yeah, because he with with the outsiders, which had yeah. like, wore red. Yeah. That looks more like what I expect NWO Scott Hall to look like. Yeah. Black on white with Scott Hall just looks weird. Yeah, and I was going to say the NWO logo around it on his trunks where it was made him look like he was wearing a handkerchief. I got the dangle. We cut outside. It's still daylight. <laughs> Then we cut to a weird fucking segment of, uh, shit, who, who's coming Vince in? Vince McMahon went into Ric Flair's office. Vince McMahon goes into Ric Flair's office, which, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Allie, no, the... Allie was utterly incredulous at this office. So, he has a desk and a potted plant, right? And some chairs. Yeah. There were fucking yeah. lockers. Like, Built-in lockers, not even like the metal lockers, like the lockers you would have in a shower room. <laughs> and the walls were made of fucking tile. <laughs> so that just means Ric Flair set his office up in a shower locker room. <laughs> yeah. Like, we're in the changing room. At You're the in the changing Kemper room Arena. at the fucking Kemper Arena shower. <laughs> and this is his fucking office. Ashley was upset. Yeah. He was upset to the point he couldn't speak. He I don't know. Very... It's fucking Flair and McMahon try to, to negotiate something. And I, there I was and laughing my ass Rick off. Flair tells him to go to hell. Allie was. But... This is a fucking shower. <laughs> Allie was so angry he couldn't even focus on what they were saying. Like this is this is almost the exact same kind of setup where Undertaker beat up David Flair in. <laughs> How drunk is Ric Flair? Nah, this is an office. Yeah, sure, it's an office. <laughs> you got anything you know to say, Arn? I don't. <laughs> I don't. Either they couldn't find an office in the in the stadium or arena they were in. They have like one of them being interviewed and then the or other one they just or didn't something. bother or but at the same time they could have pre-taped this and just found like pre-taped this at like the fucking WWE headquarters in Charlotte. Yeah, they don't interact with Oh wait, Rick's refereeing, that's right. Yeah, but Rick, still you Rick's could have a pre-taped You could have pre-taped this like the fucking you got you you you've been off you've been off show since Tuesday, for God's sake! You could have pre-taped this on like Thursday. As long as you wear the same suits, no one will care. No one will fucking notice. You don't even need to wear like the same suit. He's gonna be in referee like clothes in every other segment. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, now we have um the women's title match: Trish Stratus versus Jazz, but. Trish Stratus uh, comes out first, and then out comes Molly Holly, just because she wants to talk some shit. 
Just there to talk shit about how she's a pure, wholesome girl. I made the joke that Howard Finkel's just going to be like, get the hell out of my ring. You're not jazz. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is not jazz. Get that bitch out of here. <laughs> she yeah. uh, gets sucker punched and uh, Molly beats her up outside. And Jazz comes out wearing like shiny gold outfit. Nice. Very we, nice. We wondered if there were cahoots. There wasn't cahoots. Just there wasn't Trish, Trish pissed off Molly Holly, and now she's beat up while facing Jazz. Yeah. I like that. I like just having both a feud and a title, like, match. And kind of just how they intersect. It's very nice. Yeah, you mentioned while watching this that you liked that there was a feud not connected to another, the feud that was having or the title match. And it, then, then there's a brawl that starts. I mean, if and, you want to go a ways back, Jazz did or an, break. Or an attack. Jazz did break Trish's wrist, but they forgot yeah. about that. So, yeah, yeah, like the and, few. And, that but it gives, but it gave it gave her an advantage, and that doesn't really happen very often, right? But, that's that's cool. But I do remember that happening in WWE games I've played. That's happened. That and those WWE games were probably from around this time, so. <laughs> I think I swear I remember that happening to like the the first WWE games I played with like 2012. Oh, maybe because um, before before that I had only played WF games. This match was good, if a little short. Uh, there's some decent wrestling. There's another Stratisfaction backdrop. She's got the Stratisfaction on her clothes now, but I don't know if they call it that anymore because. Because they just keep calling it like a springboard bulldog or a rope-fed bulldog. Oh, there's there a, was a... There's a weird Boston Crab spot. Yeah, where JR says, That's a Boston Crab that not even lotion's gonna make feel better. What? <laughs> do, do, you, do you regularly use lotion to relieve your Boston Crabs, JR? <laughs> my God, I'm got an itch that... <laughs> oh my god, I just, whoa. I didn't even think of that until, yeah. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck, JR? <laughs> right. I'm scratching it red. <laughs> What's Boston Crabs? Uh, Trish trap taps to an SDF. Yeah. And then we get another post-match interview. Where, yeah, uh, they get a post-match interview. I don't think Jazz even says anything. Nope, she just walks off. I think she just glares at like um at Kevin Kelly. Kevin right? Kelly. Kevin Kelly. Yeah. I think. Where, I think you asked like who is that? And I said, Oh, that's Kevin Kelly, because he looked so familiar to me. Yes. I was reminded of just like fucking um the rock is back to the back or whatever. Or yeah, it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how you spell Jabroni. And he was in those uh interviews. I, there's this funny thing that comes up because they're going to show a uh, like a pre-package for the next match coming up, and it's Jr. lamenting the fact that Paul Heyman is a pervert. It's like, and then I can't Jay believe I can't believe that that pervert Paul Heyman is just stealing women's panties in the back, and then fucking Jr.'s just like or Jerry Lawler's just like, no comment. I I plead the fifth. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> He's like, who am I to judge a pervert? <laughs> By the way, this whole replay of the storyline they use, they have this weird sort of horror kind of music that they yeah, play the like, whole time. It's like horror music for like an SNES game or like an early <laughs> Resident Evil. 
Yeah. My brain, my brain started going immediately to like Clock Tower. The uh, the I fucking. Can, I can uh, see that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for some reason, what it makes me think of is is the type type of tension building music they might play on an episode of the X Files, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Fucking X Files. Yeah. I'm like I'm trying to think of like a horror anthology show that's not like Goosebumps. Are you afraid of the dark? Outer, outer limits, maybe. Outer limits. Outer maybe? limits. I was trying to think of like a '90s one, but I was like, ah, the the only '90s outer ones I know are the kids. I think one. Outer Limits was '90s. Uh, <laughs> outer Limits originally was like around the t- same time as Twilight, Twilight Zone, but then it got brought it, it brought got brought back into like the '90s or '80s. Oh yeah, it got, it, got, it got rebooted a couple times. Oh yeah, okay. it was a '95 reboot. Yeah, okay, still works. Uh, and I, I don't know why I put this down. I didn't think we were gonna see Brock's cum face tonight. Um, <laughs> I was going to say there was a segment where it starts with uh, Brock Lesnar's back, and he turns around, and then he makes a face that I could describe as looking at a giant cartoon hamburger. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, oh, I want to eat it. <laughs> Right now, I gotta fucking look up the name of the fucking burger to make that joke I'm yeah, thinking of. I want a thick burger from Carl's Jr. slash Hardee's. Yeah, he, he, he's he's look he's always looking slightly upward the whole time while yeah. he's got this big sort of. I'm gonna bait the Big Bang Burger. Just you watch, Okamura. He's got like he's trying <laughs> he's trying to do this intimidating, intense, evil grin. And it just looks kind of goofy. The only reason it works is because he's fucking buff as shit. But yeah, it still looks like he's looking at a big burger. <laughs> I want that burger. I called this match. Jeff Hardy dies. Jeff Hardy dies. Uh, yeah. We 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 got to see more of Brock's like terrible early Titantron <laughs> and his shitty theme song. His shitty theme song is terrible. Oh yeah, <laughs> Ellie, you had the comment because during his Titans run, they had it, his tattoo turn green and literally jump off of his back. It shot out of like... his back. Yes, it did. Uh, <laughs> it was so dumb, but I kind of loved it. I'm sorry. I'm just looking through our videos just so I could find Brock Lesnar's Titan Tron because I found I found Don't Woof. <laughs> Woof. <laughs> <laughs> woof, woof. Okay, I think I found it. Here we go. Brock Lesnar's coming out. Whoa. It's just a bunch of crunches. Guys, I found this new. Guys, I found. I got this new pedal. Something for you not to use the pedal. Yeah, so this is mostly just a legally sanctioned murder. Uh, yeah, Brock suplexes the shit out of Matt, uh, Jeff Hardy, and they do this thing where like he could win whenever the fuck he feels like, but he just wants to beat the shit out of Jeff Hardy. At one point, Paul shouts at him, "Don't pin him! Don't pin him! Make him hurt!" I, I think that was after the um. Uh, after the F five, after the F five, I was gonna say after the hope spot because he does get a hope spot. I like, like that. Could... Mo- I like the spot he gets where a Brock... short comeback. I like the spot where Brock was doing like 
these um sort of he he had him in like sort of a fallaway like that's position you put someone in before a fallaway slam except he was doing uh backbreakers on his knee you know lifting him up and bringing yeah. him down into his knee so yeah jeff and it looked like he to... just carried jeff around like he's a fucking baby jeff tries to make it equal by grabbing a chair and just eats an f5 and Heyman's like rip his balls off <laughs> Jeff is getting paint everywhere, by the way. He's got it on Brock's face. It's all over the mat. It got it got into like yeah, it got into Brock's like eyebrow. Yeah. So we, we were, we were like, wondering, like, does he have like a weird forehead vein? But no, it's fucking paint. <laughs> paint. And it's UV paint, which somehow it still managed to come off and you can see it. Yeah. Well, it's 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 slightly green is what it looks like, and then it turns UV colored. Uh, Jeff gets the shit power bombed out of him, and Teddy Long just calls it. <laughs> he's and Ref Stoppage is a rare thing to see in a WWE match. <laughs> Didn't pin yeah. him. Just Teddy was like, "All right, all right, that's enough. Let's pack it up. <laughs> all right, get off him. He's dead now, player. We got to send him home in one piece." <laughs> That's another thing I wish you would see more. Just like fucking stop the match. He's just. <laughs> I, I I like that it's kind of rare though. It makes it special. So um, my phone's ringing. Oh no, it's my appointment. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, we're gonna pause. Whenever you want to count us down. Okay, we're actually we're back already. Yeah, that was my shrink. Uh, I'm crazy. Anyway, where were we? Mental health is important, folks. Always remember that. I need help, so I went and got some. Yeah. There's one thing you can take away from Rassle Boys is to never neglect your mental health. Yeah. Don't don't be me. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So now we have a wait, 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 guys. Um. Make sure you don't go to wwfbacklash.com. Also, make sure you don't go to wwfbacklash.com. Yeah. <laughs> as we've as we have pointed out in previous episodes, that just leads to elitewrestling.com now. It still does. It still does. <laughs> Watch AEW reclaimed. Elevation with uh, Paul White and Tony Schiavone. Paul White and Tony Schiavone. Yes. <laughs> Edge versus Angle is probably my favorite match of the night. Yeah, this was easy. Also, a contender for best. It didn't match go crazy. Show. It didn't go crazy like Kurt Angle can get sometimes, but it was still mm. really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kurt Angle hits himself kinda, with a chair. <laughs> the recap segment does, however, show the point that this feud is, is kind of happening. This feud sucks. Like it's literally it's like mostly just Edge, Edge off, made fun of Kurt Angle. Edge off the heels of the hair shampoo thing. And just Kurt Angle just doing nothing in particular. <laughs> and then he gets pranked by Edge. And they wrestle once, and that's the feud. <laughs> that's it. There's multiple angle slams. There's shitloads of kickouts. Kurt hits himself with a chair. There was Edge. a really smooth transition from an, from an ankle locked into a roll-up pin. Edge yeah. hit the Edge move. The, the edgematic, edge, as we the edgematic, as father yes. actually research, and then Half we compl- edge's signatures are just things with edge in it. Yeah, you complained about that. yes. Well, I was going through many- my head. It's like the educator, the education, the downward. There's a spiral. lot of there's a lot of thi- there's a lot of things with edge in it. The education, the money, the plane. execution, 
the the edgematic money plane beth phoenix <laughs> and she's in a lot of things <laughs> she's in a lot of things there was god there was beth phoenix is gonna kick of... my fucking ass <laughs> i don't deserve it just fucking adam copeland's gonna come to your house <laughs> I can see the Edgematic as like a product that that one guy who did the slap shop would sell on TV. Isn't there something like that actually? Like a fucking. I think there is too. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a fucking sharpening like thing. They could apparently sharpen a credit card. Yeah, like a, like a knife sharpener. Yeah, it was like a sharpening. It was like a sharpening slab or something. Oh, God. A whetstone? You remember? Yeah, kind of like a whetstone, but what are we talking about? <laughs> there was like a, it was like a, it was like an as seen on TV thing that like where you could like sharpen a knife with it, or you could sharpen like a credit card, and they showed like a credit card cutting through. You know, was... the edge, the edge of glory, the edge of glory. Yes. That's oh, it wasn't. Uh, oh, so it wasn't the edge of matic. It wasn't okay. the edge of matic, but it was also an edge of edge thing again. So. There was a weird moment on commentary where Jerry goes, I'm going to give Kurt some water. And Jerry goes, I don't think that would be fair. And my question is, how? Well, he's, an, Olymp- that- he's an Olympian, so he needs to be fed egg whites and arsenic. <laughs> <laughs> and strychnine, excuse you. Fine, strychnine, rat poison, and fucking egg whites. Egg whites, yes. <laughs> Just like a and marathon runner in the 1900s, and he needs to be chased by dogs. Oh, and chased by dogs, and then and then fall and then, asleep after eating stolen peaches, and then ride in a car and win. Ride in a car and win. The fucking third ever Olympics were an absolute flaming disaster. You can look them up in several different videos. Anyway, can I just say? One of the great things about Kurt Angle is that his character is right for comedy, and he he leans into it a lot. But when he wrestles, he wrest he he's legit. You know he he's can super legit. Like, I think you it's know that gotta... like when he gets into the ring with you, you're gonna get you're not gonna have a good time because he it's can good. lock the minute he locks. His arms around you. You're going for a ride. He's th- he's gonna throw you. It's kind so, of where they dropped the ball on Santino, where they made both his wrestling and his character goofy. Where it should have been like, gonna, yeah. Like I, I love the fact that Kurt Angle is kind of silly, but he's a fucking machine when it comes to wrestling. Yeah, and that's what they should have done with Santino, where it's like, haha, goofy Italian man who speaks funny words, and then when you get him in the ring, he just fucking just like can out wrestle anyone. Yeah, because he has that legit background of like amateur wrestling and MMA and all that. He did have some legit moves like the Saito suplex, but then they gave him the stupid cobra. But then they gave him the cobra, and it just it all fell apart. And it makes you forget how he even got like on the show by just being a guy from the crowd and just winning the title. Yeah, I forgot who he beat in his debut. I think it was Umaga, and it was because Bobby Lashley ran in. And fucking speared the bejesus out of Umaga. I think it also probably helped them that he was like a legit, you know, Olympic wrestler. So 
you really couldn't make him into like a joke that lost all the time. Oh yeah, a lot Kurt of... Angle absolutely could not be made a joke. Yeah, that's another thing that happened to a lot of comedy wrestlers. It just sort of anyway. takes away the fun of like you can be a good wrestler and funny. You don't have to yeah. be a joke to be funny. Yes. Angle wins after two angle slams. But still, it was a very good match. I thought, I thought, wait, I thought Edge went off the edge of Matic. No, he didn't. Oh. Okay. Sorry. I've. Yeah. There was, a, there was a really cool looking sign that I spotted in the crown that said Y2 Jurassic, but in the style of the Jurassic Park logo. Ooh. Jericho comes out and just. Win- not... Windows 10, do you really need this many updates? I'm not booked. <laughs> Chris Jericho comes out to tell us he's not booked. Sorry, I just saw that I need to update my computer again. Update your computer. So yeah, Billy, uh, he's like Billy Kidman had a match. <laughs> Maven but had I'm a not match. Booked. <laughs> I'm not fucking booked. This bullshit. I think that's yeah, only that's a good point. <laughs> Why is he not booked? Just anyway, um. I went to the bathroom around here and I missed out on RVD versus Eddie Guerrero for the IC championship. Yeah. And what Jerry does that thing again where he keeps going and he did this like at the beginning and at the end of the match, keep going, Latino Heat! Latino, Latino Heat! Heat! Latino Heat! Yeah, Who Mega Fighter it? told me to talk about this during the show, but when I went to the bathroom, I went to wash my hands after I used the bathroom, and then I ran out of soap, and I had to fill up new hand soap. And then I spent the entire time complaining about hand soap refills. So <laughs> we're so we're yes. like so we're like actually watching this match, and instead of talking about the match and making notes on the match, Ali and Roxanne just start talking about soap, and I'm just like sitting here like, you guys are talking about soap. Well, the, I had a legitimate grievance okay <laughs> look it's what did, really the soap, f- did the soap start doing your frog splash too no the <laughs> fucking the soap comes in foaming and gel and the foaming is just the gel but with water in it and it costs the same as the gel so you could just buy the gel and put water in it right why would you yeah. buy the foaming one if you could just put water in the gel he makes sense, although at the same time I was mentioning that I've known people in my life who did this really annoying thing where they don't want to waste anything. So when there's a tiny bit of soap that they'll pour water into the soap to get the last bit of soap out, but it dilutes those, it so much that there's no you can't make suds anymore. It just comes out as water. It drives me nuts. Yeah, I missed this entire match because I was filling a thing of soap. Go Jerry me. and journalism. Jerry and JR did get into an argument on who did the frog splash first, i.e. who copied who. JR said D'Lo Brown did it first. And I go, well, maybe in Are WWE. You it turned into an argument? That <laughs> the Coco Beware did not do a frog splash. Why are you bringing him up? <laughs> Shut up. 
<laughs> and to and to Maybe answer your in question, two thousand and two, Jr. and Jerry Lawler. The guy who did it first was Art Barr, and even then, I think even Art Barr was inspired by someone else. I always thought uh, it was La a ja- uh, I thought it was always a Japanese move, weirdly, but it's makes sense. I that looked it up. Move. It was actually invented in the early '80s by Arturo Hernandez, aka La Fiera. There you go, La Fiera. I remembered because Eddie talked about it. Unlike a documentary, at although some point, the version then... that, although that was an early version of it, that the the versions that we see now are much more modern. Yeah, and the modern version was like perfected by Art Bar, who then passed away, and Eddie started doing it in tribute to him. And then RVD started doing a frog splash too, because he probably saw Eddie do it. it. Was like, hey, that looks pretty cool. I ought to do that. <clears throat> this was a pretty damn good match, though. This was, I, I mean, as was expected, RVD and Eddie Guerrero putting on a good match. Uh, let, me, think... let me circle the wagons back to soap. Okay, just kidding. Motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I do think that it could have standed to be a little speedier, like, considering how they were just going in the tag match. I felt that they could have just sped it up a bit. Well, I mean, Maybe. they clearly didn't have enough content for this fucking pay-per-view because the next match is half an hour long. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the worst choice for a half hour long match. Eddie Guerrero wins, by the way. We're feeling Eddie that Guerrero Latino. wins fe- the IC title. We're feeling that Latino heat. That Latino heat! <laughs> How does your splash have lime? Was a sign I also spotted. <laughs> what? With a splash of lime. Well, that's well. If it has lime in it, then it's an emerald splash. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, honestly, if I was like a Latino themed wrestler, which I'm not, because I'm a white white boy. Yeah, I would call my finisher the <laughs> Modelo Time <laughs> with a splash of lime. <laughs> ah, nice Modelo Time with a splash of lime. That's, so actually, uh, a- that's a flavor of Modelo. So like, we get all a... the Latinos in my town, they buy shitloads of Modelo. That's like their favorite. So we get a recap of the... Like, fuck that, fuck that Coors Light shit. <laughs> fuck that other stuff. Modelo time. <laughs> we get a recap of the story between, you know, Taker, Flair, and Stone Cold. And I, I think I missed the week that uh, Taker and RVD had a match. Because I think that was actually the debut of the uh, last ride. Uh, I thought he did the last ride before that. He probably did the last ride before that. He might have. I just don't remember it. So uh, Ric Flair comes out first. He's the special guest referee, and he's all reffed up, and he including red shoes. <laughs> it was yeah. like a reference to some like like in like territorial wrestler or territorial wrestler from like the fifties that JR remembers, but we were just making red shoes on no jokes. Yeah. (laughs) Just. I forget what he, the rep, what he specifically referenced, but it was so obscure. It was like, who the fuck knows who you're talking about? Exactly. Red shoes. Dugan. Yeah. Johnny Dugan, red shoes or whatever. And it's just like, you know, we're just gonna think of fucking fucking Red Shoes Uno or Uno. And, and then we have the match, which you would think with Taker and Austin, they could put on a pretty decent 
match. Like, I wouldn't mind. Undertaker's some a big black cat. Oh, yeah. Undertaker Where, is a giant cat, yes. It felt I wouldn't like mind everything some, was in slow motion. Yeah, I wouldn't mind some time in the match where things slowed down, but there was just this long period of just rest holds and, and submission spots and just nothing happening. They were happening. wrestling in syrup. It was weird. That's Scott how Hall, you work. You gotta Scott do 30 Holland, minutes of punches. Scott Hall and Xbox just slowly walked down the ramp for like five minutes. <laughs> I, Xbox, yes. excuse me, I believe you mean Kane? I, the small, dirty machine Kane. Uh, yes, Kane, <laughs> Kane, Scott Hall and Kane came back. And for some reason, and the I crowd started the, chanting Xbox sucks. And I remember fucking, uh, there was a rest hold into a rest hold part where the Undertaker did a rest hold and then Stone Cold did a rest hold. And I was just like, come the fuck on. Yeah. Come the fucking rest holds. How do you have rest holds in a match where, you bar- where you're barely winded because you've barely done anything? Uh, there's a lot of the standard spots. There's Luthez presses. There's leg drops on the apron. There's that weird, like, uppercut he does. Like, just Stone Cold just doing punches and in the corner and stomps in the corner. Everyone got their shit in. There was more I don't even holds. remember if there was an actual, like, run-in from, Refer- from Scott Hall. Referee Ric Flair's a very odd choice because every time Ric Flair got bumped into, like, he got bumped into both by Austin and Undertaker, he's out for a fucking minute. And after yeah. being out for a minute, he's, like, dragging himself up on the ropes like he just died. And it's like, Ric Flair, you You're are NWA wrestler. champion. You're You've not been, even bleeding. Get up. You're fine. You've been wrestling for fucking years. Why does Stone Cold running into you knock the wind out of you? Yeah. And also, he had the most ginger counts of just like, one. Two. Yeah. He just kind of got on his The Undertaker and a month ago. You're fine. He just slapped the mat. He didn't like bring his hand back like you see. It, like bring his arm back to the. I can understand the, dumpy Earl Hebner selling. For, for a ref bump, but Ric Flair's a wrestler. <laughs> yeah. X-Pac Ugh. and Scott Hall are still doing nothing at this point. Flair gets bumped again. There's a chair shot. Uh, there was a, there was a vigil at one point where uh, they're wrestling on the outside and I saw a little kid standing out on what I assumed was his dad's shoulders, giving double middle fingers. That's the only time you could do that, son. <laughs> yes. I have nothing really to say about this match, other than just going into my Undertaker impression and talking about, so this Cold- is how you work. This is, you gotta go 30 minutes. You gotta just Stone Cold punch gets the each chair. other a Stone lot. Stone Cold gets the chair from earlier and tries to hit Taker, and Taker gives him a big boot. And then Taker pins Stone Cold, and Stone Cold has his foot on the rope, but Ric Flair doesn't see it. And the camera, like, zooms in, so it's like, remember this? Remember. Me and Austin aren't playing video games out there. Stone Cold angrily gets back up and, like, forces Undertaker out of the ring. Then there's a post-match, like, a post-match, just Stone Cold's pissed, and Coachman reviews Flair... Was like, why'd you count? Why'd you count three? 
why? Why did you do this? And then they show a replay of like Stone Cold's foot going on the rope and uh, Ric Flair's just like, ah, shit. <laughs> I, yeah. where, where did Coachman get that footage so fast? He had the footage. It was on a TV. <laughs> they, didn't even, they didn't even do the, like the diegetic, oh, here's like the replay. No, it, he just had it on a TV. <laughs> Are you illegally streaming Jonathan Coachman? <laughs> This is a bootleg of the show that's happening right now. But I just, Ric Flair literally says, ah, shit. Yeah, he does. And I, and I immediately go, think because Flair counted three with Austin's foot on the rope, I sense that this whole feud isn't over and we're probably going to see him rematch when I meet. And the, when I realized that, I was like, please, God, no. This match was dull and slow. <laughs> Please don't do it again. Never mind that shit. Rico's in a vinyl suit. <laughs> Fuck this, this hideous vinyl suit. It, head to toe vinyl suit with a like I would say like a satin lime green undershirt. Yeah. <laughs> that was really tight on him. Billy and Chuck versus Al Snow and Maven. For the tag titles. For the tag titles. There was this funny spot where, like, one of the headbands of Billy and Chuck got knocked off and fucking Al Snow put it on. And then I just went, hey, look, I'm Terry Funk. It, it really <laughs> did. Just make him look like Terry Come Funk. Come here, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I, I want to go back to this because, you know, that the song by, what was it again? Uh, The theme song Spanish. that they dub, had to dub over? Yeah, yeah, the Quench song or the, the Quench, preview. Yeah. It that song sounded remarkably like Tattoo by Mercy Drive to me. <laughs> it, it did sound like a Mercy Drive song, yeah. <clears throat> we we play that We play that on loop every time Maven's in a match. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, it's great. <laughs> it's very tedious, but it's great. We slowly, we slowly starting to lose track of whether or not it's even a good song. It's just no, it's garbage, but I like it. <laughs> garbage, but we like it. Um, I don't know, remember a lot about this match besides Rico kept pulling some bullshit. Rico kept pulling some bullshit. And uh, Billy and Chuck retain. Billy and Chuck retain. Maven was putting in putting in an effort though. Maven, good. Maven still isn't bad. I feel like tag teams work for him. Just tag teams work permanently, for him. Per, like permanently, just set him up with Al Snow. Just give him someone who can work. Yeah, oh, have... he can. He, he can work fine. Like he pulled out a fucking Enzigiri in this match. Yeah, he did. Like he's improving. Yeah, it, if you, it kind of, kind of what they did with like Cody when he came in is like just stuck him. Stick him in a tag team for a while until he gets the green out. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I just, I just feel like they did Maven dirty. That's all. They did Maven very dirty by like sticking him way too early into a spot with main eventers. Especially yeah. with The Undertaker. Especially The Undertaker, who was of no help. Yeah, because Undertaker is so obsessed with like, tradition and status that i and just toughness and toughness that it just sort of feels like he's not going to even let maven 
Like, if he gets Maven to look good, then he'll look bad in his idea. And it will Even lower though, his it will lower his real estate value or whatever. He'll lower his stock or whatever. Yeah. And it just even though even though stock know, as it turns out a, is completely just, meaningless. I was gonna say that's just a way to like treat rookies like shit. <laughs> yeah. I got the hit. Oh, it's pay, paying your dues, right? Pay your I dues. gotta pay your dues and stop playing all those video games. Yeah, Undertake I'm not a big fan of Undertaker. Not, 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 not fucking shooting bitch, Mark Calloway. Yes. Just keep fucking pretending him talking about keep pretending you're dead. Keep pretending you're dead. It works better than you trying to be all, all elite, like, oh, you know, got a locker room full of tough guys. It's like you sold Shane McMahon punches. Get out of here. Oh yeah, didn't Undertaker also sell like really weak Austin put? Wait, I think it was the other way around. I think Austin sold really lame Undertaker punches. Yeah. Undertaker's punches sucked. (laughs) Taker honestly seemed like he wasn't even really trying in that match at all. This match needs an editor. (laughs) This match needs like 10 less minutes. We're going back to the Undertaker-Austin match. We're talking about how much it sucks some more. Yeah. You don't mind. (laughs) God, everything about Biker Taker is terrible i don't know if it got over because it was unique for a face but now he's just a shitty heel and he's just kind of he's a six foot ten whiny baby <laughs> i'm listen, just, listening to limp biscuit he's listening to limp biscuit and yeah. he's riding his motorcycle and he's looking tough and mean and it's just it's oh so my tough God. with his fucking beer gut it's like some guy's oc <laughs> Like it's, I'm, and he has this like personality that he's written or like someone has written for him where he's like above all this and just like, I'm going to call everyone out for their wrestling bullshit. You it's know like, what? It, you know what Baker Taker, now that you're talking about this makes me think of is like the kid that, that tries to be the bully in high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like everyone. It's lunch like money. Everyone, it's like everyone's like e-fed like there's the one guy in there's the that e-fed, e-fed character there's like that e-fed character that's meta and leaning on the fourth wall like are you gonna say that and i'm gonna think it's, it's stupid because that's what that's what you would say and it's the fucking it's the fucking wannabe pipe bomb guy it's the it's the edgy pipe bomb guy <laughs> in the e-fed i played in that was sammy that was the sammy callahan player until he got banned <laughs> So, so yeah, I know the feel. I had a weird theory about something where watching this match and how dull it was made me wonder if something didn't happen along the line where maybe he got responses back by telling him how much his matches sucked during this period to what to. You know, later on in the years when we got those big WrestleMania matches that he would do, that's why the, his response instead of okay, you want to you want a match, I'll give you a fucking match was to his response to make it more exciting was to just involve a bunch of finisher spam. I don't I know. But Man, this is just, this was just a bad period of the it's Undertaker. It's just Undertaker's moveset has devolved at this point in 2002 to just like it's the punching and like 
rest holds, <laughs> and sometimes he'll do like a leg drop, and then he'll hit you with a tombstone, and that's how he wins, or something like that. Wait, he doesn't even hit the fucking tombstone, he just hits the last ride and he wins. Or he fucking tries to put on an MMA or hold and it doesn't Or the taker care of business. Or the totally taker is, care of business. Which is totally over, by the way. That's so fucking over. It's, it's so over, over like the breakdown. <laughs> it's, In it's this so match, over. actually, Stone Cold did it to him. It's so over that I don't think he's done it since since that one time. <laughs> that one time he tapped a guy out. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I'm we, sorry, we are I just now fucking doing... hate that man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's not even dog shit enough to be entertaining, which is like the, the train wreck matches you can do. It's not even fun in its badness. No. And speaking of not fun in its badness, Hulk Hogan versus Triple H is next. It's not as bad as Austin versus Taker. It's not as yeah. bad, but I think only because it was shorter. Um, It's about 10 minutes shorter. Undertaker, not Undertaker, Triple H is doing his best. It's just Hulk Hogan can't go. He can't like, go. He can't go 20 minutes. I don't know why they yep. gave him 20 minutes. <laughs> like, he... Triple H is really interesting and entertaining as a wrestler, but half this match was, I'm going to work your legs so you can take a breather. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> you know, honestly, I was thinking, like... Because Hogan comes out with a leg brace. <sighs> considering how long both of these matches were it's especially with the taker match it was literally the last hour of the show (laughs) is that when taker when taker and austin saw how much time they had they was like i don't know if we can make a match go that long we're just gonna pad it out fuck it oh god yeah definitely like they have so much people wrestling by the way if like this is a two-hour show stretched to three hours, and then gives me the question, where the fuck is Booker T? <laughs> Where's Booker T? Where's Kane? Why, is Why does well Kane's out on like kayfabe injury, right? Okay, or Kay, he, okay, he's kayfabe injured. I'll give him that. But or possibly reco- recovering from an actual injury. Why can't Booker T have a match? Like, where's Benoit? They were talking about how Chris Benoit's coming back or something, like on like. The draft episode or something. Yeah, they said he's coming back to SmackDown, but it's just like you have guys who are like, "Oh, we need we need some matches between Austin and Test. Where was Test? (laughs) Jericho had a great point. Jericho wasn't booked. (laughs) Wait, you've been hyping the fuck out of Mark Henry, but he doesn't have a fucking match on the pay per view. No Mark Henry versus Test. What was that on fucking Heat? What the fuck? Was there a dark match to this show that we didn't get because it was on heat? I'm I'm gonna look this up now. I'm legitimately curious, and now we got a vamp so Mega Fighter can do research. So I'm gonna put you in a headlock, Rocktan. Come here. Uh, <laughs> you gotta put. You gotta oh pay your dues. <laughs> okay, heat match, handicap match. Uh, Big Show beats Just Incredible and Steven Richards. Hi, Just Incredible. Fucking, Hi, Just I don't Incredible. Know. Thanks for thanks for following us on Twitter. Thanks for following us on Twitter. You could have been on Backlash. You probably would have made the show. Been on you probably would have made the show better by just wrestling for five minutes. They wrestled for two minutes <laughs> on the heat. Why the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Big Show wasn't on. Big Show. Big Show wasn't on the pay per view. Oh yeah. 
He was working heat. Release heat. Release heat, damn it. God. So I just, I don't care about this fucking match all that much. Triple H works the leg. Hulk Hogan gets mad, starts jiggling. and Commence the jiggling. Like, commence the jiggling, brother. And honestly, the only part of this match that made it interesting was when, in. all the in- was when the interference started happening. Yeah, Jericho doesn't run in. Fucking Angle doesn't Jericho run runs in. in. Angle runs in. There's fucking uh, Earl Hebner takes a bump. They wake up Earl Hebner. He does another jiggling Hulk up sequence. Hulk Hogan commences the jiggling. You know what's bad about this match? This is the light drop. Faces. Then the Undertaker's there. And he kind of interferes, but Hogan's like, I don't need your help, brother. Like, it's two faces, but it's one you don't really care about because it's Triple H, and he's not the best baby face in the world. He's he's playing heel in this feud because Hogan's supposed to be the face. Because Because Hogan's the face. That's why all those promos of Triple H is going like, I don't care if you're my childhood hero. I will go through you like an obstacle. But Hogan's like a nostalgia act at this point. Yeah, he's not he's really 45 like, or like some he's like 48. <laughs> he's he's heading into his 50s. And I'll his, run I'll run body, you over with my car like I did Austin. He was he was actually almost like 49 at this point. And so, his yeah. body is destroyed. <laughs> like there he's are the, some 50-year-old wrestlers who can go like Chris Jericho because they have like a very Jericho. like workable style that's safe. <laughs> and like Another person who's pretty up there in age, like AJ Styles. Just all these wrestlers who are, like, older, but they're safe. And they don't have to do a lot that hurts them really bad. <laughs> but Hogan's, like, broken the fuck down from doing the leg drop so many times. Yeah, and, and like, like, his skin looks like tanned hide. <laughs> his skin actually looks like tanned hide. Especially his back. <laughs> and being a nostalgia act, you don't want a nostalgia act to have the belt, really. You, want well, just... you don't need him to have the belt. He doesn't also, need it. Him wrestling this long kind of shows ass on the fact that he just doesn't have it in him anymore. He had the one good match with Rock. And Which that was, was hype. It. Mostly hype. Which was mostly hype. Yeah. But and he should have just it should have just been right off into the sunset, Hulkster. Just just tip your cowboy hat right off into the fucking sunset like the Low Ranger. Like that that's all you needed to do. That was that was it, and it's just, but no now. And we're then maybe come mismatch. back one time in the red and yellow, just so nostalgia reasons, and then that's it. And then maybe do a tag match. You know, just you don't need that much. You don't need another title run. Yeah, Hogan wins, of course. Oh, yeah, Hogan wins. Hogan wins after everyone interferes, but Hogan's like, I don't need anyone's help. <laughs> Including Taker, I think, um, choke slammed Triple H, and. We're not, we're not entirely sure why, although, uh, Ali, I think you had the idea that Hogan's easier to beat. Yeah, because like, Undertaker smirks as he walks up the ramp while Hogan's celebrating, because it's like, I, I'll have a better chance against Hogan. So Hogan wins, Triple H gets busted open, and while Hogan like Hogan's celebrating, Triple H just starts walking up behind him. <laughs> like my sleep paralysis demon <laughs> and Triple H has this weird thing when he's like trying to feign anger where he just starts going he's like he's, he's like he, he's like shaking his head really hard like he's having a 
Yeah. <laughs> and he just does that and then sticks out his hand so Hogan could shake it. So he's like, shake my hand. I'm, you're not the one I'm angry at, actually. It's like a, it's like a Richard Nixon impression. <laughs> starts, foaming the at the, starts foaming at his mouth like he ate some zots. <laughs> we for, you guys forgot to mention the shot of, triple, of Hulk Hogan's uh, uh, when when uh Triple H was doing his pose on the side of the apron. <laughs> the lights were out. Worry, I think Ali's already made that the fuck the thumbnail for this. It episode. It is the thumbnail so. for this episode of Hulk Hogan ominously looming over Triple H. <laughs> yeah. My sleep paralysis demon, <laughs> brother. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I uh, need to find. I was trying to find a second one so I could flip back and forth because it's like they switch places. <laughs> The fucking Triple H staring at Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I I I still contend that the entire reason is like is that Vince is just literally making money off the the crowd's nostalgia, and that's the only reason that Hogan is basically. Uh, yeah. McMahon's in the entertainment biz, and I feel like, like I said with the draft. It's the entertainment biz, and he wants his flagship show to be an entertainment show and not a wrestling show. But then the show isn't even entertaining. Yeah, and all the people from SmackDown are good. <laughs> and then all the people from SmackDown are good. Except for Hogan. Except for Hogan. <laughs> if, I can, if I can find the Triple H one, I don't know if it'll be easy to find. Uh, let's go to awards... Except for the fact that, what do you think of this pay-per-view compared to the other pay-per-views? Was this better or worse than such and such, like No Way Out? I wouldn't Royal Rumble? say. Here's the thing. I think it's two bad matches on the show. Two real drag outs. Yeah. I'm not going to say, okay, Scott Hall and Bradshaw was a nothing that, that was match. A, that, was a, that was a nothing match. Yeah, but the but the Undertaker at least it wasn't relatively. Uh, at least it wasn't it it wasn't super long. It was just it five minutes of Bradshaw and Scott Hall punching each other. That's that's, that's it. So it's relatively in, inoffensive. And, but you like know, these fucking two Scott Hall doesn't hit the razor's edge if he doesn't win. So he never yeah. tried. Uh, I'm going to say slightly worse than No Way Out. <laughs> Maybe worse than No Way Out. WrestleMania was the best because it's WrestleMania. Because WrestleMania, you got some good hype going for you there. Royal Rumble was fun. Royal Rumble's fun. Uh, no Way Out was eh. <laughs> I, I don't remember that much about it. I think it was kind of meh. Yeah. And this yeah. was like slightly more meh. <laughs> and though, like weird. some of the matches were good. It's weird because I tend to remember usually that Backlash tended to be one of the better pay-per-views that we have watched together. And I by I, the I, way, this isn't me just complaining about long matches because sometimes long matches are justified. Like matches that only happen not once in a lifetime, but just very... Well, we, we, talked very about the, we talked about the Kurt Angle, like, Triple H in the cage match. Yeah. And that was a long match, but and, we liked it. Yeah, it just, it needs to feel like it's a moment. And this didn't feel like a moment. It feels like they got told you have 30. <laughs> and after being told you had 30, it's like, all right, let's just, I don't know. Or they convinced someone they could do 30. And they could they do couldn't. 30 and they couldn't. 
I think I got the screen cap you're looking for. <laughs> uh, it, it might be a few seconds from where you wanted it, but I think I got it. <laughs> I got to switch to that now. Fuck, hold on. <laughs> uh, let's go to awards so I can vamp for more time. Okay. Okay. So actual awards. Well, first off, a notable Jerry Lawler first count free. There yeah. was no two thousands alert. I don't think they talked about any new stuff for the two thousands. They talked about the Scorpion King, but we covered that already. I guess we could say Quench was in the two thousands alert because they remember only Quench. Do in... <laughs> you remember yeah. Quench? A band that broke up at like two thousand and five. I think. <laughs> yeah, they broke up in two thousand and nine. Rip quench, I guess. Rip quench. <laughs> uh, okay. So now we actually have to talk about a real award. Uh, MVP. MVP, MVP, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. Once again, uh, underrated. I thought you guys were gonna go with Brock, though. No, Brock was Brock was close, but Kurt Angle put in a great performance. Yes, so MVP, it, Kurt Angle. Um. I kind of want to. I want to see what you guys think for underrated. Then I'll tell you mine. Okay, I'm gonna go with Maven. <laughs> hmm. I'm gonna go with Tajiri. Ooh. Okay. Roxanne, what about what do you think? Um. Yeah, I, I'll go with Tajiri. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Even Under, though he won a belt, but it hates. Tajiri kicked ass. Who gives a fuck about the cruiserweight championship? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, sign of the night. That's I was not nothing. paying attention. I was not paying attention to the signs. We, we didn't look at. We didn't look at signs. Rock band. Did you uh, see signs? I had, I had the two signs that uh, that I saw was the Y two Jurassic one or the How does your splash have lime? I, I you know, I'm going to say Y two Jurassic. Oh, uh, okay. I was going to go with Modelo lime. <laughs> I mean, taste the salt on the rim. <laughs> We were we had a trouble we had trouble spotting signs. Yeah, they this. were pretty tight on signs. Besides, like yeah. just generic ones, like I like Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And what? <laughs> there was one K. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, there was a sign that said K. <laughs> uh, uh, what's the our y, y segment? The Y segment. Well, there's there's two options. There's um, Ric Flair's office. Or, why was this match 30 fucking minutes? We bitched about the match being 30 minutes already. I'm going to go back to, why is his office a shower? <laughs> Ric Flair's shower office. Okay, that's our why. Woo, going to shower, then do some notes. Going to look at my folders of Kurt Angle in the shower. <laughs> look at his pictures of Kurt Angle, With yeah. Arn Anderson watching. I, I don't want to do that, sir. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I'm hoping I oh. got like the right picture oh, for there you, was, Allie. I forgot that there was that one thing where Taker walked into Ric Flair's quote-unquote office and wagged and pointed a finger I at him. I forgot about that, yeah! Yeah! I think that's something Allie missed when he went to wash his hands. It was like, you missed like Undertaker and Ric Flair just kind of staring at each other. Uh-uh. <sighs> Is that all he did? That was basically pretty it. much, and then and 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 then, uh, basically, Flair was talking to Arn, and then just Taker walked in, wagged his finger at him, and then left the room. And he's like, and, and he's like, I need, shit. and and Ric Flair was like, I 
see this is, I need to cool that guy down or something like that. But yeah, so I don't want to wiggle in, I don't want to wiggle his finger at me like that. <laughs> you know, honestly, I think that would be a good wise thing because why did that segment need to exist? I just didn't see it cuz I was in the bathroom. <laughs> I'm just reminded of when he just slowly walked. If that's up on all he Deborah. was gonna do is just walk in and walk his finger <laughs> at him. By the way, remember when I said that like I wouldn't complain about him just slowly like stalking Deborah if it led up to something during Backlash? It led up to fucking nothing. <laughs> it led up to fuck all. So that segment from last week was literally absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> Yeah. So pointless. That was so pointless. <laughs> I think that about does it for Backlash. Yeah. And that'll begin the 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 uh the Sasuke retrieval arc that is the Great Peacock Pause. The Great Peacock Retrieval uh, that's Arc not, that's, Pause. That's not fair to the Sasuke Retrieval Arc. That was actually important no, to that, the No, that pretty much set up the entire premise of Shippuden. Yeah. This is like the Star Village arc. <laughs> the Star like, Village arc. Or like when Sasuke runs away and it's just like 80 episodes of nothing. <laughs> There's the episode where they have to go to like some like uh like uh, like an inheritance reading and like the, the the side the unimportant like filler episode character has to not laugh so they bring in Shino and then like somebody drugs Shino's drink or food so he starts laughing. Yes, this was an actual plot of an episode of Naruto. I'm not kidding. I hate filler in animes. <laughs> Hopefully the TNA content will be fun, though. At, at some point, I will make you watch all those fucking filler episodes and rate there, them. I, I, I think the most ridiculous filler episode I ever saw was a, a shipping an episode where there was a ninja fighting ostrich. Okay. <laughs> Remember how in the filler episodes they brought back like the dude that tried to steal the scroll from the first episode yeah, of Naruto? Yeah, he was a furry. And he was a tiger man now? <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear, it's just one day, you and me, we got Hulu, we can watch all of the episodes. So it's only filler episodes of Naruto? <laughs> and we just talk about them on, on like a podcast. Oh god, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, want, you want me to watch the fucking Vampire Diaries, but you want to watch filler episodes of Naruto. This is worse than my concept of two adult men watch Rugrats. <laughs> anyway, so that was Rassle Boys. Um, yeah, we have a website, rassleboyspod.wordpress.com. Yeah, wordpress.com, where you can find all of our episodes. We're and on articles. pretty much. Yeah, we got articles. Yeah, I write Rassle Booking, a series where I just do fantasy booking stuff. I swear to God, I'll get the fourth Rassle Booking out eventually. I'm going point. to start posting top tens uh, next month, so that'll be fun. The top tens will not be helpful in any way. <laughs> uh, we also have, of course, our our two episodes of So Let Me Tell You About, our occasional side series where we just each watch something with a guest, usually Rob, usually and then Rob. we try to talk about it. And we spend four hours droning. We're, we're available anywhere you can get a podcast, as long as it's not like iHeartRadio or something, even though I kind of want to strike a deal with them at some point. Uh, we're, we are on YouTube. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor, and all Overcast, associated with Anchor. Those weird, Overcast. like, free podcast apps you can get on your phone. 
You can find us just on just you could just Google Rassle Boys. If you want us to and, sell, if you want us to shill your products, you don't even have to send them to us. We'll just pretend we like them. <laughs> <laughs> they won't end up on eBay. We swear. No, we swear. Got Rassle Boys Twitter. 